the car, man. Get out of the fuck. Who the fuck are Easy, you, man? Relax, man. No physical harm intended. Who the fuck are you? Why are you following me around? Come on, fuckhead. Relax, man. I'm a private snoop like you, man. What? A dick, man. And let me tell you something. I dig your work. Playing one side against the other in bed with everybody's fabulous stuff, man. I'm not... Fuck it, man. Just stay away from my fucking lady friend. Hey, hey, I'm not messing with your special lady. She's not my special lady. She's my fucking lady friend. I'm just helping her conceive, man. Hey, uh, maybe you and me could pool our resources. Trade information, uh, professional courtesy. Compares, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Fuck off, Defino. And stay away from my special, from my fucking lady friend, man. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or some shit like that. Okay, so what are we doing? We're doing the... We're talking Atraxa. We're talking Atraxa. Because none of us that play Magic have heard enough about Atraxa. Dude, we talk about Atraxa all the time, don't we? Do we? <laughs> I feel like we do. We have an episode called Kyle Hates Atraxa. Exactly. That was like episode two. That was like one of the first things that we using, shared with the world. Using our old equipment. <laughs> Which is how much I hate and Atraxa. And then, I don't know, it feels like we talk about Atraxa all the time. Like I mean, walk, I will know. walk when... in and I'll be like, dude, what's up, Atraxa? And he'll be like, what's up, Atraxa? <laughs> so now yeah. we're going to talk about Atraxa again. It's true. She's a... Uh... She's topical, I guess. I don't know. I'm just kidding. It seems like Niv-Mizzet comes up a lot when I'm Niv-Mizzet does come up a lot. <laughs> hey, just wait, man. When we return to Return to Ravinka, Ravnica. Dude, that guy's, that guy's going to If they kill him off, I'll... Ah, man, I'll cry. Andy will shed a tear. I was going to say, like, Andy, like, like, I'm going to take a picture of Andy crying. Like, no, I won't. That's, I'd be that's upset. That's you know? Mean. I'd be upset. That's like them... I don't know. He's like... I'd be upset. That would suck. <laughs> like, don't kill my, don't kill my dragon. I mean, look, man. There's only three dragon wizards in the entire game of Magic, and two of them are Niv Mizzet. <laughs> that's a good. That's a. Well, so here's here's the thing. Uh, this is gonna sound really insensitive. Okay. Super insensitive. Um. Most, you know, like Magic players, they have their characters that they that they really love. Yeah. Andy Andy loves Niv Mizzet. I do. Uh, he's my avatar at work, like on all of our like inner office. Oh yeah, he's he, on on my phone. Like and Andy been, is is freaking Niv Mizzet. I've like. been told a bunch of times, like you really should change that. It's really unprofessional. <laughs> so I made like a little bar at the bottom of my emails, like you know the email signatures right, and outlook right. that it's just his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> His like little dragon nose and his eyes. You're like, I'm going to make yeah. this happen somehow. <laughs> so it's on every email I send out too. Like even if you're not plugged into like the inner office chat software thing that we use, it's going to be on my emails. I'll send them out <laughs> to the whole department. It'll have like the dragon thing and I'm not taking it down. God damn it. <laughs> well, but here's what I'm thinking is that I, I'm, I'm confident there's a lot of magic players 
that know more about their character that they love than they do their grandma. Huh. <laughs> They're probably he's like Andy's probably closer to Nymissit than he is to his grandma. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's insensitive. Until they kill him off, then they're both dead. <laughs> Shit. So, any, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Why are we doing a Traxa? So we're, there's a Traxable going on at, at GP Vegas. So a Traxable. You say that like I should know what that means. Yeah. So that? we got, we got down with the sickness with, uh, the commander cookout guys, um, jumbo commander, um, I think Commanderin's in on it. Is it Commander? There's a, there's a few others. How many? Is this one big game, or how's it going to work? I'm actually not sure how if it's just going to be this big. Like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know early on there was a lot of like uh, like wrestling references, and I didn't know what was going on. I was just kind of there in the corner, like the cream always rises to the top. Because it's the one <laughs> wrestling reference you know. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, man. Dude, fuck yeah. Um, I I would anticipate, it seems like, I've noticed on Twitter there's a few other people getting into it, and so uh, there's got to be kind of a tournament style, I would guess. But I'm not the one running the show. I'm just showing up with the deck. Okay. Um, But there are rules to it, as we mentioned when we kind of mentioned that we'll be doing this. Uh, no super friends, no infect, no plus one, plus one counters. So pretty much no reason to run a Traxa. Yeah. Other than just the colors itself. Just to kind of like bastardize the fuck out of a Traxa. Um, well, I think it's probably just to remove the homogeny of like, everyone's going to show up with that or one permutation of that. So yeah. let's just make it a non-issue. So you got to actually think for yourself for this Which one. I think is a really cool thing because there aren't a lot of four color commanders. And so it kind of puts you in the position of just like, let's... Uh, Let's try it out with four colors and you don't necessarily need to lean on a Traxa and what she does. So the other part of this is that there were uh, five cards picked out for me to use in the deck. Um, I, I kind of gave them the theme that I'll be going with for this, for my Atraxa deck and, mm. and one of the other content creators, uh, one of the guys from Commander Cookout, they actually gave, he actually gave me five cards I have to include in the deck. That you have to. <clears throat> they are required. Huh. So, just to dive in, Atraxa that I'm do the the deck that I'm doing is. Uh, do we need to read Atraxa? Has everybody seen Atraxa? How about for the first time ever? We just don't. We just don't. I'm not reading what my commander <laughs> yeah, does. If you're listening time. to a podcast about commander, <laughs> you probably she's know what the Atraxa commander does. of of commander. So <laughs> it's true. So I went with an enchantment theme. Um, that being the case, the five cards that were selected for me were as follows. Uh, War Tax, so two and a blue. And it has an activated ability if you can pay X and blue. Creatures can't attack this turn unless their controller pays X for each attacking creature. It's actually a pretty good pillow fort card if you're... Uh, yeah, if you don't like your mana. Yeah, if you don't like your mana. <laughs> well, I guess you don't have... What? How much is it? Two and a blue? It's two and a blue. I mean, I guess you don't have to pay it. Right, like yeah, I mean, you can just not like say, "What is your intention, sir?" mm -hmm. If they don't respond, all right, I'm taxing your war. Yeah, and so people can be opportunistic with you, where they're like, "Oh, he's tapped down; he can't use that war tax this time." It's it's a little. I I like that. That's a smart pick. Yeah, it's it's kind of a fun one. Uh, Hive mind, so five and a blue. Don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, this one's gonna card you had to have. This this is one I had to include. Yeah, this one is going to create some chaos 
Uh, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, each other player copies that spell. Each of those players may choose new targets for his How or her How much copy. mana is that again? It is five and a blue, so it's six. Oh my god. So when somebody casts Beast Within, everyone casts Beast Within. When <laughs> yep. somebody casts uh, Counterspell, Swords of Plowshares. Every, yeah, exactly. Get ready. <laughs> this guy likes to have fun. Sure, that's going to sure. be that's a some... chaos card for <laughs> sure. That's some fun. <laughs> As yeah. a side note, I only included five instants and eight sorceries in my deck. Pretty low for me usually. <laughs> so mm. I'm not going to contribute that much. That's wholly alien to me. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> keeping it that low. Continue. Okay. Hidden stag. Hidden stag? Hidden stag. Is that like the guy at the dance that doesn't even go without a date? <laughs> I'm like, going stag, like but I'm hiding. The, he hides in this, like on the stage behind the curtain <laughs> while everyone's actually dancing. I'm going alone, but I'm going to hide somewhere. But I won't be seen. I won't be seen. <laughs> Can't be seen. Okay. I kind of want to make an alternate art with that guy now, you know? Okay, so it's one in a green. Whenever one of your opponents plays a land, if hidden stag is an enchantment, hidden stag becomes a 3-2 creature that counts as a beast. Whenever you play a land, if hidden stag is a creature, hidden stag becomes an enchantment. So it just goes back and forth between between being an enchantment and a creature. I'm not super jazzed about this one. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a little weird. It's really weird. You're probably just gonna. I don't know. <laughs> like when you've got like when you've got your cards in your hand, that's one of those cards where you're like, yeah, I'm not playing that. <laughs> Unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Okay, Honden of Cleansing Fire. Uh, this is actually kind of an interesting pick, I think. That's uh, the White Honden. Right? So this is the White Honden. Okay. Uh, so it says at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain two life for each shrine you control. Uh, and so as a result, I figured, hey, why not? Let's. There's a whole um, cycle of them. cycle of these. So why don't I go throw in all the others? So just I'll just cover those that really was your quickly. First mistake. Walked right into that trap. I know, right? He just gave me this. Well, here's the here's the funny thing. As soon as we're done with this attractable, those are these are some of the first cuts. <laughs> <laughs> the first, some of the first ones to take out. Yeah, yeah let's like, drop that hive mine. Okay, I'm gonna take that hive mine and all these Hondans out, and I'm gonna have a real deck now. Right. Uh, Hondan of Life's Web is the green one. Four and a green. At the beginning of your up- upkeep, you get a one one colorless spirit creature token for each the, for each shrine, shrine that you have. So you have two. So each of these are shrines, by the way, like they're legendary enchantment shrines for the Hondans. I I should clarify that. Uh, The black one is Hondan of Night's Reach. They're also, uh, what's the new legendary super type? Oh, they're sagas? Yeah. Because they're legendary. Well, they're not sagas. What are they called? um, Fuck. Man, that's like... Historic. Historic. There we go. They're also (laughs) historic. We've been thinking so much of historic spells as just artifacts. (laughs) because <laughs> that's, that's what they're fault. really begging for most of the time but they do actually they actually do fit into that historic uh ultra type i guess ultra sub sub super type <laughs> uh so hondan Hun- of knights reach the black one three and a black for uh at the beginning of your upkeep target opponent discards a card for each shrine you control that could be that could be nice i like discard it's kind of fun um, Hondan of Seeing Winds is the blue one. So at the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card for each shrine you control, and it's four and a blue. 
So if you manage to get all of these online, yeah, you, you would, would gain have eight life. Yeah, so the white Somebody'd one have would have to discard four cards. Uh huh. You would draw four cards, and I would get four. And then you get ones. four s- spirits. Yeah. So you know, well, I like that magical Christmas land line of thinking. That is a magical Christmas land scenario. Yeah, for sure. I like that. The final required card that I received was Catabatic Winds. Excuse me. Uh. Two? Oh wait! So they didn't give you all the hauntings. They just gave you the no. White they just gave one. me the one, and then you figured. Fuck yeah, and I was like, "Hey, they're trying to lead me into doing something. I'll do it." Okay, you succeeded. Uh, Catabatic winds. So this one has phasing on it, and the converted mana cost, by the way, is it's three, so it's two and a green. Phasing creatures with flying uh, cannot attack, block, or use any any ability that includes tap in the activation cap cost. Seeing how everybody's commander will have flying, that kind of it's pretty hot. Nukes that at least half the time, right? Because there's phasing, so this thing will not exist uh, at different times. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's kind of just go over I, why I kind of wanted to go with enchants. So we could knock out one of our theme episodes. And that's actually kind of what I want to do. Two birds with one stone, Is bro. we're going to kill two birds with two one birds, stone. Two birds with one stone. Right, here we go. Yeah, exactly. So really, like, the big appealing thing with enchants is that I think you have a whole suite of cards that you can use that's actually really, really quite effective. That's why it's a popular, somewhat popular theme. Um, Tell me about your experience with... What experience do you have on So your the resume, experience I have, your, I've, I've done Ural. That was my first one. Right. You're old and Miss Walker. How'd that go? Uh, cool. I liked him. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, cool. <laughs> I liked him. Let me let me just read him off, I guess, while we're, yeah, while do that. we're here. Uh, so Ural the Mist Stalker. So he's two and Naya, so red, green, white. And he's a 5-5. Five, five. It says he can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. Hmm. Um, and then it says Ural gets plus two, plus two for each aura attached to it. So he actually has some things that you really need to have for a, a Voltron in that he has innate protection. Your opponents can't, can't touch him. Right. Um, and getting the plus two, plus two for each aura attached to so him, he gets huge, he gets huge fast. So one enchant, he's already on the clock. Yeah. Regardless Even of if the enchant doesn't, doesn't provide anything for him. Yeah. And so so he can, like, if you get a Rancor on him. <laughs> Goodness. Now he's a, a nine seven, right? Watch like, out. <laughs> so he's, he, he gets big fast, but I bumped into the problem that uh, Sacrifice became the go-to for opponents. It forced so me one to one flesh bag marauder and you're underwater. Yeah, Ural's Ural's done. <laughs> one flesh bag marauder and you're underwater. <laughs> ah, Ella, that's a t-shirt right there. Nice, nice. Okay, then <clears throat> who was your second? So I I had I had her in the deck, and so I just moved it over uh moved it all over to Sigarda because she solves the problem. Wait, that- so how does having a bunch of humans solve a <laughs> solve an enchantment deck problem? This is a good question, Andy. I'm glad you asked. Yes. Rather than Sigarda Heron's Grace, we're talking Sigarda Host of Herons. Oh, my mistake. Very confusing. Um So yeah, Sigarda Host of Herons. Flying hexproof spells and abilities your opponents control 
can't cause you to sacrifice permanence. And there it is. So she's protected. She has her hex proof. So she, she already has, has flying. It, and she has flying, which is, you know, that evasion that you need. She doesn't get that nice juicy plus two plus two for each enchantment. Who needs that shit anyway? But who needs it? Because there's plenty that you can put on top of, of someone like Sigarda. Um, we've also seen Karametra uh, in our playgroup. Um, I would... They're, they're different approaches because in the case of Ural and Sigarda, you're looking, you're much more aura centric. Yeah. Whereas Karametra is just kind of generally in chance. Um, not very much in the way of auras in that build. Yeah. Uh, I would kind of say <clears> that, <throat> that the difference here, we'll, we probably should just say like Sigarda and Ural are Voltron commanders. Yes. They are safe, tar- safe, not safe, but safer targets to put enchantments on. Yeah. In that they die and like it's harder to kill them rather than like having a three for one. Oh, yeah. Uh, without Ural, I mean, with the whole fleshbag marauder thing. But yeah, I want to say that, that outside of them, really what we're talking about is an Enchantress deck, not a Voltron deck. Yes. And that is kind of where Karametra shows up. Yes, exactly. So... The things so, we all have in common is the, definitely the colors white and green. White and green are definitely in common. And like I said, I, I think why they're kind of... I, I mentioned Sigarda and Ural because you're including... While they are Voltrons, you're including the Enchantress package yeah. in, in these decks. Um, And so that kind of varies a little bit, but... One of the major backbones of it is is the Enchantress card draw that you have available. Uh, so let's just go over those pieces really quickly. And these so are these are like first foremost. This is yeah, what like you're you doing have it you have to have them in your deck if you're going to do an Enchantress strategy. Like you, well, you don't have to, but uh, oh, if you like on, to you win, do. you do. You do. <laughs> uh, so these are. The, I'm just going to go over really quickly the card draw. I'd ones. rather not draw cards for playing my strategy. Thank you very much. I know, right? <laughs> so the Argothian Enchantress is one in a green. Uh, she actually has Shroud herself, um, so she can't be targeted. And then says, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. Boom. Um, this one is a little bit different, actually. It, it does the same thing, but I kind of find it a little weird. So Eidolon of Blossoms. So it's two and two green. Whenever Eidolon of Blossoms or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. So it has Constellation. Constellation. So it's not exactly casting. Like it's not casting in this case. With constellation, constellation is a little weird because it's an ETB rather than a cast. Um, there's ways to abuse that. There are ways to abuse that. So, so uh, it's a little different from most of your traditional enchantress support, but but it's pretty much a staple. Pretty, yeah, it is a staple, and yeah, it does it does essentially the, the same thing. Okay. Um, the Mesa Enchantress. So one and two white. Uh, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you may draw a card. Sure. Uh, the Verduran Enchantress, one and two green. Same thing. Um, and then there is the... There's the enchantment itself, Enchantress's Presence. Two and a green, whenever you play an enchantment spell, draw a card. So those those five in particular are just enchantment specific. Um, if you're getting into auras, there is also the core spirit dancer and SRAM that can be a support to that package as well. Oh yeah. Huh? So both of them, 
do the card so you have draw. Five cards that are good for enchantments. Yeah, and I misspoke when we were talking earlier. And then there's those two extras. And then there's that, two more. You can go up to seven if you're going to be. Yeah, really that go with you auras. for for those auras. Interesting. In addition to the card draw, you have other forms of support um, that that is specific to what you're trying to accomplish with enchantments. So, for example, you would have the Herald of the Pantheon. So one in a green. Enchantment spells you cast cost one less to cast, and whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you gain one life. This is a 2-2 centaur shaman. He does take on equine form. Good. Um, Good. So you also have plea for guidance. So you have tutoring that is specific to your enchants. So, plea for guidance, five in white. Search your library for up to two enchantment cards. Reveal them and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your library. It's a huge tutor. Yeah, big time. Um, also, the recursion side of this. This is an incredibly expensive card. I, I am using one because I had it in my Sigarda deck and own it. Replenish. So, three in a white. Return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to play. So... You can keep, you know, if you get undone, if that bane of progress, bane comes, of progress comes around, you can. Uh, How much is replenish? Replenish is currently fifty five dollars. Sheesh! I was yeah. looking at my Amazon purchases. You I think love I how cheap this hobby is, dude. Bought it when God, it was so like cheap. It was an expensive card when I bought it, and it was like twenty bucks at that time. So, fuck me. Poor man's version of this, uh, rather than having the asymmetrical version, you can go. You can have symmetry with it is open the vaults. So four and two white return all artifact and enchantment cards from all graveyards to the battlefield under their owner's control. So you give everybody the benefit. Typically in an, in an enchantress deck, you're okay with using open the vaults because you're typically going Unless to your opponents to ready. Yes, that would be a thanks pal. Very bad idea. <laughs> so as I say, typically, <laughs> You're going to benefit from it more than other people will. Uh, that's why you would be okay with open the vaults. Right. Um, I put in, in this case, usually with your Enchantress package, you're going green and white. But this guy, you know, with Atraxa, he needs to make an appearance. <laughs> Who is this? Zer. Oh, hell yeah. The Enchanter. Hell yeah, Zer. Another oldie. Yeah, what right. He's he's a good one. Uh one white, blue, black, flying. Whenever Zer the Enchanter attacks, you may search your library for an enchantment card with a converted mana cost three or less and put it onto the battlefield. If you do, shuffle your library. Um He's just he's just really good. Yeah. And he Some can say. Can you tell us a little bit about Zer? Dude, I can. I would refer you to one of our earlier episodes called <laughs> Zer Back from Bermuda. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it right there. Yeah. Zer's pretty good. Obviously, here's my concern with including him in the deck. What do you think? Everyone's going to, oh, you're running doomsday piles. Yeah, Zer has, an, Zer has a reputation. He sure does. He sure does. But he's just, you know, he's just here to party with Atraxa, as far as (laughs) I'm concerned. Yeah. What's going to be really good is that you can attack with him and turn everyone else, like other, uh, your opponent's Atraxas into wastes with, (laughs) regardless of whether they hexproof or not, right? Right. his ability goes right through it. Right. Exactly. So imprisoned in the moon, dark steel, uh, mutation. Yeah. 
And then the last one, what is it? Song of the Dryads. Song of the Dryads is another one. So you have effectively taken out all of your opponents' other attractions. And then you can just stand up and leave and be like, look, I managed to kill all. <laughs> and then you just And then I just sack my sack own attractions. They're, they're all dead. See, they're all dead. <laughs> they're all dead. I like this strategy. I like it. <laughs> the game's over when all attractions are dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the support package, I guess, that goes along with enchantments in addition to that package of kind of supporting cards and the, the, like most of this stuff is card advantage, right? We're drawing cards or we're tutoring cards. So these or, happen in every deck. Not yeah. Zer is just in yours. Zer happens to be in mine. But he's definitely an option for an enchantress kind of commander you're losing out on that green card you're losing out on green which is really you gain a tutor that can grab anything and i think that's why zur by himself is really good because who needs all the enchantress support when he can go and just go tutor up all of his own stuff like it's it's a different kind of card advantage right instead of just trying to draw through your deck we should probably say that there's only one commander that actually exists that cares about enchantments and that's uh, Daxos. That's true. So Karametra, she doesn't actually care about enchantments. Weirdly, no. she cares about creatures coming in and, in and out of play. She just happens to be in the colors that fit really well. Right, and is an enchantment herself. Yeah, and a and a certain YouTube channel made made it very popular to <laughs> to make Karametra into an enchantress deck. Yeah, and then um, I think that's it. I, I honestly don't think there's any any commanders out there right now that want enchantments. No, I and I I remember besides Zer and Daxos. Yeah, Daxos. So Daxos the Returned is is what Andy's talking about. Um, he came from the set that included experience points. Yes, he did. So like it says whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you get an experience counter. And then he had an activated if you could pay one white and black to put a spirit enchantment creature token on the battlefield. And that's uh, power and toughness are each equal to the number of experience counters you have. Really underwhelming commander because really? he, he lacks green. Yeah. And he doesn't make up for it with Zur, like Zur does with blue, who can just do its own card draw if you right. really were into it. Exactly. And then obviously the tutoring effect. Um, also, the spirits, for some reason, just aren't allowed to have flying, I guess. Yeah, that one doesn't make sense. Daxos so is, is really lacking in, in its design in a lot of ways. Uh, as a result, he's not in my... Atraxa enchantments list because he he a isn't going to be around long enough to probably reap the rewards of getting the experience counters even though Atraxa could proliferate proliferate them, them. Uh, but he's probably not going to be able to reap the reap the rewards. Plus, you're probably just going to have with you with having the the colors for enchantments, you're going to have better things to do with your mana anyways. Well, yeah. Why like bother that, spamming so. out non-flying? Yeah. Are they enchantments themselves? They are enchantments. Enchantment creature tokens. So I guess they they trigger any other kind of constellation. They do. They do trigger constellation. I don't know. I mean, I guess when we when you do the deck testing, if you feel like you're getting a lot of constellation happening, it, but it still, can, it, it's kind of a mana commitment. I you know? I really hope they come back to doing constellation again. I think it's a really powerful mechanic on some cards. <laughs> Uh, there's some where it's underwhelming, but it's, it's really, really quite good. Hmm. Um, one more support, I guess that I just kind of had on my, there's other things I put in the cart in the deck list for it, but typically 
if you're really serious about doing an enchantment list, yeah, you're going to do Sterling Grove. Uh, so Sterling Grove is green and white. All other enchantments you control can't be the targets of spells or abilities. It also has an activated ability of pay one, sacrifice Sterling Grove, and search your library for an enchantment card and reveal that card. Shuffle your library and put that card on top. Really, you're interested in its its protection. Um, and in concert with privileged position, which... It itself now can't be it, targeted. Yeah, it won't be able to be targeted. So Sterling Grove and, and privileged position catch you know cover each other's backs we're really good with good combo with that one is uh starfield and nyx oh yeah because you can sack it tutor a new enchantment and, and then, then you can bring it back brings it right back into play right exactly exactly so it allows you to sort of put this engine on start emptying your deck yeah exactly sort of a pseudo zer type thing without the mana requirement yeah, like a very very de- caffeine free diet version of <laughs> zer <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it is a combo option that you do have available. And every time I say caffeine-free, I think of, like, this one time I went camping as a kid in Boy Scouts. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, this is, like, for church. And, like, the dude, like, the, what are they called, pack masters or whatever the hell they're called. Uh-huh. He was giving me shit for having caffeine-free Diet Dr. Pepper in my back. You're so, like, and for some reason, it's, like, one of those weird memories that, like, every time <laughs> I hear the word caffeine-free. He's, he's like, just, how do you have caffeine-free caffeine free and diet dr pepper how does that happen i'm like i can't really drink caffeine because you know it's against our rules bro i don't know if you knew that (laughs) like you just kept giving me shit the whole time every time i bust another one out who comes that caffeine free (laughs) and you're like what do you want from me yeah dude i'm trying to be a good mormon here man (laughs) bringing the beverages i'm supposed to trying to be a good mormon here you fucking asshole I so wish that's how it had actually gone. <laughs> Trying to be a good Mormon, you fucking asshole. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry, I derailed it. Every time I... All right, just go. Just go. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just lets it roll off. Meanwhile, the caffeine-free diet Coke is really irking him. Um, Let's, let's get into some enchantments that I put in specifically for Atraxa. And then I'll come back to kind of the enchantment theme a little bit more. Um, so so I put in Druid's Repository. What does that one do again? So this one is one and two green. Whenever a creature you control attacks, put a charge counter on Druid's Repository. Remove a charge counter from Druid's Repository. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So this is intended to use those charge counters attracts as proliferation to sort of provide mana. Huh. Typically you would put this more into something that's going wide, right? Uh, because Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're trying to benefit from creatures attacking to get your charge counters, but attracts a kind of serves the purpose here. And I'm trying to do cute things with attracts and enchant- and enchantments. Uh, energy vortex. What is that? Dude? This one's weird. I'm just gonna try it. I just I just want to see. You just gotta do it. I can do anything with it. So it's three and two blue. So whenever you play Energy Vortex, choose target opponent. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may remove all energy counters from Energy Vortex. During chosen opponent's upkeep. Oh, it's not you may, it's you do remove them all. Okay. At the beginning of your upkeep. 
During during chosen opponent's upkeep, he or she pays one for each energy counter on energy vortex, or it deals three damage to him or her, and you have an activated ability where you can pay X and put X energy counters on energy vortex. Weird. It's really weird where you're just making somebody like pay to not be damaged based off of these energy counters. So and once you get that thing behind a Sterling Grove, it's like, yeah, I can just keep going and keep. So it's a curse. Ooh, I like that. It's a curse. I like you know, that. It's, it's picking out a particular person. Okay. Um, Luminarch Ascension. So one in a white at the beginning of each opponent's end step. If you didn't lose life this turn, you may put a quest counter on Luminarch Ascension. Normally, I wouldn't advocate putting this in most decks. Because it's one everybody likes to remove. Yeah, it's one everybody likes to remove. It's also hard to kind of get through this quest on Luminarch Ascension. Okay. Um, but since you have a track, so you can proliferate those quests, so you don't actually have to go this traditional route. But it has the activated ability of pay one in white, create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying. Activate this ability only if Luminarch Ascension has four or more quest counters. Man, you just put that in there to show off your cool tokens. I sure Peter did. Moorbacher. I've got some Peter Moorbacher angel tokens that do need some showing off. I have another card to help with that as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Mana Bloom. So X and a green. Mana Bloom enters the battlefield with X charge counters on it. Remove a charge counter mana from Mana Bloom. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Activate this ability only once each turn. In the beginning of your upkeep, if Mana Bloom has no charge counters on it, return it to its owner's hand. Point being with Atraxa, you're not going to reach a point where it's brought back to your hand. You should well, be able to proliferate. But it. don't you want it coming back to your hand? Because now you can pay green to draw a card if you have any of your Enchantress. Exactly. Out. So there are scenarios you definitely do want to do that. Just like green, draw a card. Then so, you upkeep so, green, draw a card. So with the, yeah, like I think it's one where you kind of pay attention to your circumstances. If you want to be drawing cards with, you know, if you've got an Enchantress set up for mm-hmm. sure, you need to ramp with it a little bit also available. There's flexibility with that one. Yeah. I guess once, it, once you lose an Enchantress effect, you're probably not really super interested in having it leave the battlefield. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, myth realized. So this is one white. Uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a lore counter on Myth Realized. Oh, this one has Ung on it. It does have Ung. We're going to do some airbending for sure. Uh, it has an activated ability. You can pay two and a white to put a lore counter on Myth Realized. Considering the high density of non-creature spells in this deck, probably not realized. Or not not needed, <laughs> rather. Okay. Um, it also has an activated ability of pay white until end of turn. Myth realized becomes a monk avatar creature in addition to its other types and gains this creature's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lore counters on it. So two things in this deck, a attracts that can proliferate the counters B because there's so many enchants uh, that should put a lot of lore counters on myth realized. So you get a big creature, huh? Cool. Cool, bro. <laughs> really big creature, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, palliation. Pal- is, you, is that how you say this? Palliation accord. Sure. Is, so three, a white and a blue. Whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped, put a shield counter on palliation accord. <laughs> I am. Lo- I have seriously looked for all counters on enchantments that did not involve plus one plus one counters or poison counters. 
So I've reviewed this. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so anyways, whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped, put a shield counter on Palliation Accord. Remove a shield counter from Palliation Accord. Prevent the next one damage that would be dealt to you this turn. Fuck yeah. I'm hoping somebody's got a very creature-heavy creature deck. Remove a shield counter from Pal- Palliation record, record. Prevent the next one damage that would be dealt to you this turn. It's a really, really shitty pillow fort. I mean, <laughs> fuck. I think like a sun droplet would work pretty good. Probably with, better. That means you have to take damage to get sun droplet That's true. on there. That's true. This one's kind of an interesting one uh, for, for Atraxa. It's Parallax Wave. So two and two white. This is just a flavor pick. There's cards that are more effective for doing this. Okay. Uh, but it has fading five. So remove a fade counter from Parallax Wave. Uh remove target creature from the game. When Parallax Wave leaves the leaves play, each player returns to play all cards he or she owns removed from the game with Parallax Wave. I, I mean, it is actually a good pick because you can proliferate with her. And so it's not going to run out of fade counters. Yeah, it's going to stay in play. It's going to stay in place. Than, yeah. yeah, longer than it normally should. Um, so you could remove a lot of creatures potentially with, with the parallax wave. Like all the Atraxas. Like all the Atraxas, including, including my own. own. Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> <laughs> this one's another just, I put it in here just because I want to use counters. Sarah's Hymn. One white. During your upkeep, you may put a verse counter on Sarah's hymn. So you're really avoiding plus one, plus one counter. <laughs> verse counter, shield counter. What I really should do is just put Yisan in the deck. <laughs> yeah, it's a verse counter. <laughs> um, so sacrifice Sarah's hymn. Prevent up to X damage total to any number of creatures and or players where X is the number of verse counters on Sarah's hymn. It's going to be a long haul to try and get that one put up there, but you know, whatever. I mean, I would just say like, just do righteous aura then if that's what you're going to do. Dude, fucking, (laughs) fucking let me do my counters, dude. All right. All right. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. You know, you could just pay two life and the next time a source of your choice would deal damage this turn, prevent that damage. But does it have verse counters on it? No. And you know what? It's useless without them, you know? They needed to just be like, and then put a verse counter on it. I know, right? But then that was it. There was no reason to have it on there. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just had to had to come up with something to fucking do with the Traxa. Okay. So let me shift this conversation back to where we can be more on the Enchantress theme, because um, those were just some cute things I kind of threw for in for your Atraxa Atraxable deck. Um. But what so. You can do, I, I think Enchantress is, if you're not going the Voltron route like Sigarda or Ural, you sort of struggle a little bit to just win. Yeah, do any damage, really. Yeah, Tiff's, Tiff's Karametra deck. We've had several games playing against that one where we all feel very threatened. But because, then you think, why? She's not actually doing Yeah, anything. and I think the reason why we feel threatened is because there's no way any of us can unbutton what she's done. Yeah. She has everything hexproof, herself hexproof, everything shroud, and just impossible to undo. Yeah, short of a bane of progress. Right. Or a merc eviction. Yeah. 
there's just there's just not a whole lot that you can do to to do that, and so it feels very threatening. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of realize, well, how is she going to do damage? Which is which is hard. Um, so you you do when you're doing an enchantress you need some type makers for sure. Yeah, like you need something that's going to make it so you can sink in some damage or do something to win. Uh, as a result, I, I've kind of picked out a few things like this. Uh, a Johnny's Chosen. Two and two white. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, put a two-two white cat creature token onto the battlefield. Hmm. If that enchantment is an aura, you may attach it to the token. So you, you can start tokening with all of this enchantment stuff. And remember, this one is actually a little bit like constellation because we're talking about enchantments entering the battlefield, entering the battlefield as opposed to being cast sure. with Johnny's chosen. Uh, Yavamaya enchantress is another one Two and a green uh, Yavamaya enchantress gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment on the battlefield. So you can create some large creatures. If you're focused on auras, the Ara Narlid is another version of this. But he wants Aras specifically. But he it? wants Aras specifically. So if you're if you're focused on Aras, that's a good card to to do as well. Mm. Sigil of the Empty Throne. Getting back to those angel tokens. So three and two white. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, create a four four white angel creature. To- oh fuck! Sorry. Create a four four white angel creature token with flying. Uh. This one, again, kind of has that distinction different from a Johnny's Chosen. A Johnny's Chosen has the, when it enters the battlefield, sigil of the empty throne. It has to be cast. These are, these are ones that are very, I don't know. They, they really are Voltron-type cards. I didn't include very many of these with Atraxa, but they are extremely heavy hitters. On just a single card. You put Ethereum Armor in your deck? So Ethereal Armor is one white. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control and has first strike. So, you know. So now she's first strike death touch. First strike death touch. And you can easily get yourself into a position where you have five plus enchants on the battlefield. So So she's a vigilant death touch first strike. And lifelink. Lifelink. Quite large. That's a. That's pretty good, considering what you're trying to do. You can get yourself to where you're on the clock of hitting people twice, not just once. Easily. Easily. The the other side of this would be Ancestral Mask. So two and a green enchant creature. So it's an aura as well. Mm -hmm. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two for each other enchantment on the battlefield. So everywhere. So everybody that's played enchantments, yourself included, are contributing to Ancestral Mask. That turns whoever you strap this to into easily a one-shot if you play it at the correct time. Helm of the Gods is one in the same ilk. Sorry. Yeah, Helm of the Gods is one in the same, same order of trying to just Voltron people, essentially. So it's an equipment, one. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control, and it has an equip cost of one. So all of these, they're, they're, they're cards that you play when you're ready to kill somebody. Yeah. You don't just put it out there just because you have it, in my humble opinion. Uh, because 
people Somebody's know. waste it, yeah. They're going to know, like, okay, I got to get... He's playing more enchantments, so... Got to put my and grip into that thing right the fuck now. In the case of if you're using black, uh, Grim Guardian is a huge, huge, huge one if you're using enchants. So Grim Guardian is a is an enchantment creature. It's two and a black, and it has constellation. Whenever Grim Guardian or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life. This is something that you kind of want to combo around. Uh, when Andy and I were kind of looking over this, Andy recommended some some things that I think I think are important with this. Um, specifically, cards like Flickering Ward. Yeah. So this is one white, and it has whenever you play Flickering Ward, choose a color. Enchanted creature gains protection from the chosen color. And you can pay one white with this an activated ability here and return fl- Flickering Ward to its owner's hand. This enables you to continue to just keep taking advantage of cards like Grim Guardian or other things that like a, Josie's, a Johnny's Chosen or Sigil of the Empty Throne. Pretty much all of the enchantress that have, packages. Yeah, drawing, casting. yeah, the card draw. It just it just makes it so you can keep cycling through this and get a lot of benefit, bringing the game closer to an end. Something else to go along with that is Heliod, God of the Sun. So three and a white, and he has the whole devotion thing. Other creatures you control have vigilance. Not too worried about that, but in the case of in the context of an enchantress package. He has an activated ability of two and two white. Put a two, two, one white cleric enchantment creature token onto the battlefield. So this will trigger those, those constellation type triggers. Obviously, in the context of some of these things, doing a, a, a trick like Flickering Ward is going to be more universal. Right. Heliod kind of hits the constellation stuff, whereas Flickering Ward just Here's does your creatures all. vigilant, but... You know, that's an irregular enchantress deck. That's worth something. Sure. Atraxa, it's not because she already has it. Yeah, exactly. In the context here, not, not a huge deal, but it's, it's just another vessel for kind of taking advantage of, of some of the things that are available to you. Sure. Um, a couple of, you mentioned the Starfield of Nyx. I think that's, that's worth reading off. So the one it animates all your lands, or I mean, all of your enchantments, right? Like, yes. It turns them into creatures. Exactly. So Starfield of Nyx, it's four and a white. The beginning of your upkeep, you may return target enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Okay. That's a big deal. This is what Andy was referring to earlier in that it sort of protects your game plan. You can combo with the Sterling Grove with that one. But it also has, as long as you control five or more enchantments, each other non-Ara enchantment you control is a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and toughness equal to its converted mana cost. That one's dicey. I've seen times for Tiff where it hasn't been favorable Yeah, to have all of those things be And then creatures. Opalescence is just the one side of this. It yeah. doesn't need the limit, though, right? Yeah, exactly. So Opalescence does a very similar thing. Starfield of Nyx is going to be your budget pick, because it's three fifty nine as opposed to, like, 20 bucks. Opalescence is twenty dollars. It's up there. Goodness. It's like eighteen, twenty Such bucks. A budget hobby, dude. We've got going on here. <laughs> so, so Starfield and Nyx is a really, really good pick for that one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there's too much complexity to an enchantress theme. 
Yeah. You have you have a package of, of cards that help you get card advantage and get into the pieces that you want to have. Mm-hmm. And you really just need to find a way to win is, is the big thing, whether that be you're pinning Auras onto a Voltron or one of these types of things that I've described, like creating tokens out of what you're doing or turning your enchantments into creatures. All of that kind of needs to be opportunistic though. You don't want to turn your enchantments into creatures. If you can't take advantage of that, if other people have a lot of creatures up, that's not particularly helpful to you because usually you're going to have pillow forts available to you. I don't know. I, I like, I think I like enchants. I like the enchantress model. I just, I, I don't think it's like the most, it's a hard theme. I think to, to manage. I think it's just because of the damage that it can't do. And it's not really like an enchantress combo that just, wins you the game like there's an artifact combo that can just set you off and you go infinite right um there's spell slinger combos there's plus one plus one counter ones even exactly you know so there's even mill combos that'll just end oh yeah for for enchantress i think it's it's just a what's the word value engine it is a value engine a resilient value engine the permanent itself is probably the second hardest permanent in the game to remove only only its own colors deal with it effectively. Exactly. And permanently. And as described, there's a lot, there, there are things you can do to make sure that you are pretty well protected. And so it's, it, it is cool. I think, I think it's hard to, oddly, Daxos is far and away the top enchantress on, uh, on EDH rec change just call commander. Yeah. Yeah. I think him lacking green just really holds him back. Honestly. It, it, it does. It's, it's either it needed to needed He needed to have green or just needed to have a little more oomph to what he does. So the, the tokens have flying something. Yeah. Or the tokens are the size of, I don't know. Then it wouldn't matter. The experience counters. It's just a weird one. It's just a really weird one. Right. <laughs> An Orzhov enchant- enchantment commander. But hey, at least he isn't about gaining life and paying life like every other goddamn Orzhov. There is that because there's so many Orzhov commanders, right? Sure. But they most of them do the same damn thing. <laughs> but that's it. I don't I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say. It's not like it's particularly I, I feel like it's easy to get really excited when you've got some wacky combos to share with people. Yeah. This one's just, yeah, use the package, get advantage, cross your fingers that you can come up with something that wins. So I've been listening, I've been kind of going back and and looking at like our, our themes so far. And I feel like, yeah, the level of, uh, the level of complexity is, is shrinking as you go down the list of popular themes. Right. So like spell slinger, is is kind of like there's a lot you have a lot of options there oh yeah artifacts you have a ton of options there you'd think you'd have a lot of options with enchants but because of the simple fact that there's two colors that really you know the selesna color combination is really Mm -hmm. tethered to it pretty heavily right now yeah you know and the card draw like you just need to have some kind of like why why pass that up like that reliable card draw from oh yeah exactly there's effects. no reason to give that up it's just yeah it's a white effect like I, no matter what you do you're having white yeah no matter what 
Yeah. Um, but then everything else additive to that just gets better and better. It's way better with green. Yeah. Green, green is, green is pretty essential. Blue is nice. Blue is really nice. But I think that's why we're kind of like running, running aground with these themes lately is because they're just, that's why they're down further down on these lists. Like they're just not, you don't have a lot of options. (laughs) There's not that many decks out there that that run enchantments and, and the ones that do do it poorly, like Daxos. Yeah. Or they're not really enchantment commanders. We're just doing it for the color identity, which would be Karametra. And because of a certain YouTube channel that popularized a certain certain somebody's enchantress deck. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's kind of what we're what we're finding. Yeah, in on, on in terms of themes, like so we had a, a by the way, I, I do want to mention we've we've had a lot of listener feedback lately and really positive stuff like so i i kind of want to just sling our thanks out there to everybody that's listening and communicating with us um but we did have one listener that kind of brought up that he really liked your uh therapy session about aggro could and he'd like a a follow-up and i was i was intimating that we probably need to do a follow-up therapy session or a therapy session about life gain and me Oh, I've got a lot of stuff that I need to have a therapy but we session could, we about. Could, we could. Right now, lately, it's just like been the cost of the cards. Like if, if I'm not like <laughs> spoiling that at all, like it's fucking triggering me, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, a barrier, right? Yeah. I'm just I'm just going to say like check out how much the Shadowborn Apostles are going for right now. Thanks to a certain other podcast. Just Notice a correlation between just, the drop of a certain episode of something. Yeah. Just a certain something. Just yeah. Or or go back three years on on the Videlkin Orrery. Like just do that for me and, and try not to fucking blow a casket. You know? Like Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, we can, we should do that. We should do another more therapy session. We series. we I think it's a good. I think I think it's a good episode rant. format as just therapy. But yeah, you're right though. In terms of you start running out of options, I think another thing for enchantments is that they're they're not exactly supported by colorless type things very well either. Oh, we know. There's, oh, there's that weird helmet. Yeah, that, that, found. that helm of the gods. Like that's pretty much the only. Which is so weird. You're like, it's an art. It's in. Why it's an. It's an artifact, though. It's hey, at least it doesn't die. And just fall this one thing fall man. off when the creature dies, and it has such a cheap equipping cost too. Is the other thing. It's so easy. Anyhow, you're right. I think it. I think you kind of bump into that problem of artifacts. You can just go wild anywhere. And dude, I'm working on like a second list now. Like I, my brain is always being itched by artifacts. Yeah. Like I was looking at my Duretti thing today and I'm like, Ugh. when you went off on all that stuff and you're kind of talking about from the perspective of doing, doing red or doing Esper. And then a few weeks well, later, so hopeless. I want to do another red deck. <laughs> that uses artifacts. I'm fucking terrible, dude. I'm, I'm the worst. Yeah. And then a few weeks to- later I show up with a mono white to Char list. That's, primarily artifacts oh, that was dope dude just artifact i really combos. i really enjoyed enjoyed that one that was a, that was a good that was cool so yeah i don't know there's there's you start kind of running out of things that you can do with with some of the themes anyways i fucking hate atraxa dude yeah dude i mean she's good for these colors though like she is good for she gives me all the stuff i she ever gives wanted you, you really don't need red for this <laughs> that don't. was the other thing about building ural right is that I didn't have madcap skills and Deus is what is it? Yeah, Ru- there's a handful the of really awesome auras, but it's it was mostly green and white. Yeah, like who you know, mostly need, green and white. Who needs red besides me? <laughs> 
all the time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Legendary Creature Podcast. For those of you looking for it, I will post a link in the show notes to the list for my special lady friend, Atraxa, and the deck that I will be bringing to GP Vegas. Also, find in the show notes a link to the work of the artist Home. That's the music you're listening to this episode. The album is Resting State. Follow us on Twitter at legend underscore creature. And until next time, don't fuck with my special lady friend.